0: I need those, he said, a smile parting on his lips. Trust me, you don't, I said, unclipping them myself and adding them to the weaponry on the counter. He put his arms around me and gave me a long kiss. Let's go upstairs, I whispered. He kissed me again. You smell like pot roast. You're a little fragrant yourself, I said, taking his hand. "'Where have you been, Crawford, in a dank cellar?' "'Close,' he said as we started up the stairs. "'Down by the river.' I started to ask him about it, but he put my hand over my mouth. "'Don't.' He started peeling off his clothes and leaving them behind as we got closer to my bedroom. By the time we got there, his shirt and undershirt were off and his pants were open. I sat on the bed and took off my socks.' Well, I don't know what you were expecting, but I'm a little tired, I joked, waving my hand in the direction of his open pants. My ass, you're a little tired. I love a woman who smells like pot roast, and I won't be denied, he said, coming over and pushing me back on the bed. He covered me with his long body and kissed me deeply. And mashed potatoes. He stuck his nose into my hair and garlic. He pulled off my shirt. Oh, and the push-up bra, my favorite. You're bringing out the heavy artillery. I had to, I thought. I never thought that we would move past the Rangers game so quickly. The bra was agony, and I was relieved when it finally came off. He reached around and put his hands under my ass. Are you wearing a thong, too? He said, coming up for air and regarding me suspiciously. No, just experiencing your garden-variety wedgie, I said, and discarded the offending underpants. You really pulled out all the stops, he said. I flipped him over and lay on top of him. Take your pants off and shut up. A half hour later, he was close to sleep beside me and I was in control of the remote I flipped around, deciding the right time to broach the subject of Hernan Escalante's missing nephew. A snore escaped from his lips, and I kissed him until he woke up. "'I can't,' he protested, half-asleep. "'Not enough time. I'm too old,' I bit my lip. "'It's not that, Crawford. I have to talk to you about something—something serious.' That got his attention— he bolted upright. What? He looked at me, wide awake. I rarely talk about anything serious if I can help it, so the fact that I did now, coupled with my serious mien, had him a little worked up. It occurred to me that he might think it had something to do with me, so I started talking. I told him what Hernan had told me. His attention, who had been in my dining room that very morning, was a day-laborer who had been going to the Bronx every day to work construction at the riverside site of a new luxury condominium complex. Although he had been due back home by one to go to the other painting job, and then by five to go to the Lord's Bounty with the rest of the family, he had not returned, nor was he returning the messages that Hernan had left on his two cell phones. Given the Escalante's illegal status, they were hesitant to go to the police. Amalia knew about Crawford and knew that he was a cop. It was her idea to have her father ask me to get Crawford's help on the case, even though he was reluctant to involve the police in any way. I told her that the chances were slim that you would be able to do anything because... He cut me off. I'm pretty sure I know what happened to him. If you've been missing and Crawford knows what happened to you, it can't be good.